Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women. And after this beer, we're going to gain half a million pounds. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Nate. <laughs> I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we're reading... I keep I kept saying the tidying it wrong. It's just the sign of four or the sign of the four. It's both. It's both, right? It's fucking yeah. confusing. Mm-hmm. The sign of, open parentheses, the, close parentheses, <laughs> four by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And we're starting with a beer. Oh, it's everywhere. No, it's everywhere. Um, this is one Nate brought. What is this, Nate? This is called World Gone Hazy, Hazy IPA mm. by Bronx Brewery. And it's because the first sentence of the book is Sherlock Holmes injecting cocaine. That's didn't a, say, he's didn't say where, but it was definitely his penis. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a bold move, man, to inject and, cocaine. Dude, I mean, that's what they did it back in the day. In the 1880s, Lame. I mean, to be... I mean, they didn't have they like hadn't anti- invented snorting. They, they didn't have antibiotics at that time, so oh, like yeah. that would be that's very dangerous. But anyway, um, the cocaine kills. They also kills the in diseases. the 1880s they didn't have drug laws. Like there were no Nothing. illegal drugs. They didn't. The concept didn't exist. Uh, it was a libertarian paradise. <laughs> Freedom, <laughs> just that and raw milk. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was dead by 36. <laughs> From the cocaine. Anyway, so this is a... Probably uh, from the milk. <laughs> hazy, juicy, tropical waves, it says. Yeah, and it's uh, nice. It's a nice IPA. Yeah, I dig it. Published in 1890 is indeed, as Nate, you were saying before, the second Sherlock Holmes book, novel, and um, and it's number two. It's just as shitty. dumb as the first and the third. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't do them in order, and it doesn't fucking matter. Because they haven't come out yet. None of them have come out. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that it will have come out by the time this comes out if, probably or the world has ended <laughs> well that could be any day so yeah so it takes place around the time of the publication 1880s england i think it's 1888 actually because 1878 anyway um it starts off sherlock holmes is just rail and coke he's and he's like and 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 watson's like this come on man you're like watson i'm it's high a- and your book sucks <laughs> He's also, your dead brother is a fucking alky. I'm coked out, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, so he does the thing that Sherlock Holmes always does at any point in the story, which is... Be an asshole. Let me... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's what he does at every point in the story. But let me show you how smart I am and not be the least bit patient. So... <laughs> that's the coke. <laughs> but so, But he's either doing coke... Or he's doing um Yeah, he's like, was it today? morphine? Coke or morphine? He's like, it's cocaine today. I'm ready to listen to 80s music. <laughs> but but he said it 1880s music. <laughs> but he said it so fast that Watson didn't hear any of the words. And he's like, uh, all right, I got it. It's not the morphine. Because <laughs> the morphine days, Sherlock Holmes is laying on the floor in a puddle, just like Cocaine days, he's like, let's solve a crime and punch a hole in the fucking sun. <laughs> so he starts off and he's like, how are you so good at being a detective? I'm just a dummy, as Watson always says, even though he's only with a doctorate. And a different kind. Well, Sherlock Holmes has a doctorate in like cigar ash. And so he does, yeah. He's he mentions like, it several times. In this. He, so Watson's like, here's a test. Tell me about this watch. And he's like, oh, you watched. You watched. Fuck. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> you washed it. You cleaned the watch. I can't tell anything now. He's like, aha, not so smart, are you, cokehead? And he goes, all right, here's what I do know. Dead alcohol. alcoholic brother. Your dead drunk brother's watch, who had 
periods of wealth and periods of you know profligacy or whatever. And uh, and he's dead now. Um, how to do? And he's like fucking nailed it. And then he explains it, and as the reader, you're like, oh, that does make a lot of sense. He's like, well, because you know. I could see here where the pawn shop guy had said, you had know, scratched in the ticket number. And, and I could see the scratch marks for the winding key. The cocaine gives him 2040 vision. Or the other way around, whichever one. 2021 20, 20, vision. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an electron microscope. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, you know, judging by the, you know, the initials, and he's like, God damn it. How dare you? At first, first Watson's like, How dare you hire a private detective to look into my family? You asshole. He's like, no, no, I just I just guessed. Are you from trash? I didn't even know. And <laughs> he's like, oh, he knew. He figured it all out. He's so good. He's so good. Just so, like that cocaine is. <laughs> so after a couple minutes of that, a really hot lady walks in. No, they say she's not even hot. Really? They're like, well, Watson, she, Watson, has a type. Watson just has like, low standards. Like, she, she looks pretty good. <laughs> it's so like not the most beautiful. But the most because she, she, she looks, wasn't rich. She looks That's because she was nice. Rich. She looks like she's the nicest lady he's yeah, ever okay. seen. She looks mm. nice, but she she's she's like damn near thirty, which is an old spinster. She's an old. She's a she should be a great grandmother. And <laughs> Watson's like, look at that Jim Elf. I'm gonna get in there. That give her a mustache ride. I'm, give, <laughs> I'm gonna get in there and give her uh, three minutes of of pleasure. So she walks in and says, oh, Sherlock Holmes, you're the detective. Is that true? Like, oh, yeah, well, I need some help. And so she tells this whole story about how her name is her Mary. Fa- she, her name is Mary. Miss Morstan. She had basically uh, was born in India, but because her father is a, a soldier in, in India. She's not Indian, please. So don't get any thoughts about Watson. He's not down with that. No. They're all super That's white. still illegal, then. Oh, yeah, no. Gross. Absolutely. Ew. You'll see. But anyway, so her father oh, sent her off to... <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Her father <laughs> sent her off to boarding school in Scotland, which is very different climate than India. And then... And to the English, just as savage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, and Slightly then, more sheep fuckers. <laughs> And then, uh, t- and then she'd like literally never seen her father like since she was a child. And then she said, and then 10 years ago, I was sent a telegram from my father saying, I'm here in London. I've just got back. You should come visit me. So I go the next day. I go to the hotel and he's, he's, he had gone out the night before and never come back. And then nobody knew what happened. I put a little advertisement in the paper because that's what she did back then. It's the only recourse you had. Daddy, where are you? <laughs> Daddy. Uh, and then <laughs> nothing. Until a couple years later, on her birthday, she started receiving gifts in the mail. There's no, she doesn't know where they're from or who sent it, but it's these it's always amazing the same gift. Pearls, these very valuable pearls. They're giving her a slow motion, long distance pearl necklace. I was going to say it's a deconstructed pearl necklace. <laughs> <laughs> it's an art. It's an artistic installment. <laughs> and she could never discover. I mean, she's not rich. She's just a governess, so she doesn't have she's a lot of money. From like with uh, working as a governess, she's like pretty low class. I would imagine in. Yeah. Well, super but, stratified London at this except, time. Except being a governess is more of a like lower middle class position because you have to be at least a little bit educated. Oh, and, you know, you're not just absolute you're like milking cows, white yeah. chapel street trash. That's where Jack the Ripper... She's not a Jack whore. Jack the Ripper murders were, yeah. 
those were Hooers. And they were like, who were they? Hooers. It was like, it was the original Who's On First. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, and and then she's like, and then that's just been happening for the last six years. The most amazing thing. And then today, I get a note that says, I have news about your father. Come visit me at this address tonight. Do not bring the police. But bring two pals. Bring two pals, but do not bring You can the bring police. a few friends if you want. <laughs> but it's BYOB. <laughs> <laughs> $10 at the door. And it's gluten-free. <laughs> and Sherlock Holmes is like, why? We're two people, so let's go. Um, She's like, good, I don't have any friends. Good thing much. I just ran out of cocaine. Now I could do something. Because he said the reason he does cocaine is when he's bored and doesn't have a mystery. I so mean, what better what reason to do cocaine? Timing. What a way to come off of your high. Hey, a mystery. want some work? Uh, okay. And so they go to the Lyceum where they're going to go meet. I was just trying to picture this. I had questions already. Like, by the third column from the left on the line, like, who's left? Uh, inside the theater, out, I was already... Metric left. I was, <laughs> I was already... I was like, oh, man, I'd be at the wrong column. I'd fucking fuck this up right away. I would not be able to do it. But then they and take. I see Eliza Doolittle just selling flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get there, and then a, a, a fucking coachman takes them through every neighborhood, and they need to tell you that. They need to tell you about every fucking neighborhood. Just like, and then they pass yeah, every through. street. Later, yes. it's every, every street. street. And then passing this street, we did this. Like, fucking, I don't know the streets of London. You I don't could care make what that street they're up. on. And they eventually get to a really nice house, but it's in a shitty neighborhood. Number one rule in real estate. You don't want to live there. And so... And the guy that lives there is a real uggo. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Shoto? Shoto. He's vaguely Japanese. It's like Sholto. So I listened to the audiobook. That's why it's not on my Goodreads count. And it it was Stephen Fry reading it. And I tell you, even Stephen Fry couldn't make this good. And I was was pronounced like Rafe, like Ralph or something. He does. uh, No, he's just a Shoto is what he said. Right? Shalto, yeah. You see, we put an L in there. Isn't there an L in Shalto there? Shalto sounds like a kind of dog. He said, like an Alsatian. I thought he said, I, yeah, I thought he said Shoto. What is, I was what looking at double speed. This is, this is, uh, this is Banks. He's a Shalto. He's a show dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give Paul Shalto. No, Banks. Uh, but I listened to Stephen King do it, and uh, I love Stephen King. Uh, Stephen King. Stephen. Fuck, Stephen Fry. I'd I'll, like to hear Stephen King narrate this. It's just, <laughs> and then they saw, they saw her chubbies. <laughs> <laughs> Major John Sholto, S H O L T O. Yeah, but I thought it was pronounced without the L. Anyway, it doesn't it doesn't matter. British names are stupid. All. Oh, they are because they're British. Oh, so. but they go. There's like, look at this weird bald ginger with a lip that hangs down to his belly button. He's got a big, big uh, indigenous person's lip. <laughs> his teeth like a savage. look like a bunch of chiclets that have been smoking for their whole lives. His teeth are just made out of corn. <laughs> But uh, what I say about Stephen Fry, because I love Stephen Fry, and he does a great job in this. He does some accents, some of which are a little questionable. Um, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Listen, Stephen Fry, amazing. I'd leave my wife and kids in a second to be gay with him. <laughs> Fucking love Stephen Fry. <laughs> I don't care which end I'm going. I mean, we're about the same size. It would be just two spoons going, going throughout the world. I got like a fucking Appalachian band, clackety clack. Oh, it'd be. <laughs> uh, but even he could not make this not suck. No, it, it was, was it was still terrible. You know, I listened to all of him do all of Harry Potter. So and man, I was like, 
isn't that <laughs> when I was listening to his voices, you know, cause he'd do different voices for the different characters. I'm like, Oh, that's the same voice as so-and-so it's McGonagall or whatever. It's, yeah. That's serious black telling me the story of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> no, I mean, he is still very good. Oh, well, he's great. He's great. Very good. Um, but it's still terrible. Uh, so they meet there, they meet the bald, fucked up toothed guy who talks in a high whiny voice and is surrounded by Indian opulence. And he's like, look at all these things from the Orient. My curtains are very heavy because the sun hurts my face. And so Shoto, Sholto, whatever the fuck his name is, he's like, I have information. Your father's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Okay. He says it. I never learned tact. He learned, He says it even more tactless, even less tactfully. When he goes, says something like, you're a little short of, you know, a little, you get scared easily. If your father didn't do that, he'd be alive. <laughs> You're like, wow. Jesus Christ. And he's like, well, you know, we had to bury him in a shallow grave. And where is this going? And he tells this whole story about how his fucking father had been in India and got the fucking... With, with her father. With, with the Major Marston or whatever his name was. Yeah. And... There was a whole thing there, but then, like... They found a treasure, and they brought it back, and they were going to f- split the treasure. But then his dad was like, oh, let's, let's do Fuck the treasure. And the other guy is like, ah, treasure. And then they, he fell over, and he had a heart attack on the spot, and he bumped his head, and then he died. And my dad was like, no one's ever going to believe me. So I better <laughs> throw this guy away. <laughs> wow, I couldn't have planned it better myself. Uh, get rid of him. Even my servant was like, I'll never tell anyone, sir. You definitely killed that dude. Like, I didn't kill him. Like, sure, boss. Let's throw him in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, his Indian, his, his, uh, uh, the word was Sahib, right? Is the word they kept using? Sahib is what they call the, uh, that's what they the, call the boss. Yeah. The Indians are going, he goes, no, 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 my Sahib. And Stephen Fred is the voice. And he does it well. So it's like, oh, no, 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 Sahib. And you're like, oh, come on, dude. When did you record this? <laughs> like, come, my friend. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no. And, it, <laughs> and there's, it becomes really fun at the last tenth, no, quarter of the book. With the pygmy? Um, when you get the whole version the whole of John Small's story, when it's oh, like God. long passages of different brown men talk. Oh, God. No, 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 my friend. We take the treasure. It is ours. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. I am quoting, Nate. It's not mm. my words. <laughs> it's Star Arthur Conan Doyle's words. And, oh, my, what words they are. <laughs> He wasn't sir yet. <laughs> That's what they, they, knighted, they knighted him after this. Like, great yeah. job, Arthur. Way to spell it out how the coolies live. He's like, yes, yes. Okay, so then he's like, and... Uh, now my, we've got to hide the treasure. We had to hide the treasure, but then later on I found the treasure. My father and my brother, Bartholomew. equally ugly twin brother. Bartholomew, who's a douchebag. And he's constantly saying, like, you know, not only be an asshole like Bartholomew is... And then you're like, all right, what's up with Bartholomew? Well, he's greedy. I just like living in wealth. You know, those those are different things. (laughs) And um, they find the treasure. Bartholomew found the treasure. We could have any of these. But first they find a beer. They find a beer. Absolutely, they find a beer. He did offer them a drink. You know, you would think with a giant treasure that's worth half a million pounds, you could enjoy some of the uh, finer things. This is how much cheese is even more cheese. Higher <laughs> things edition. The so treasure this, is mostly cheese. This is a god. It's, it's it's all that kazumatsu with the maggots in it. Uh, this is from Evil Twin Brewing, New York City, and Two Tides, which is in I think Pittsburgh or Philly, I forget where. Uh, it is a six and a half percent alcohol cheese 
listen to these words. <laughs> Cheesecake-style sour ale with Cabernet Sauvignon wine grapes, blackberry, almond, graham cracker, and cheesecake. <laughs> it's a cheesecake style, and there's it's cheesecake a, in the, it. The cheesecake bookends approach. <laughs> it begins and ends with cheesecake. How much cheesecake it's like is your even mother. more cheesecake? <laughs> Not enough. So, cheesecake uh, is something that you uh, quickly find your limit on. I've never found it. <laughs> this is America, Jimmy. I ate a few out of the truck. So if you look at this, this looks like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to think about what this actually looks like, because this looks like I, I washed a plate and this <laughs> liquid ran off of it. It smells insane. It does. Like, I don't, it smells like a cheesecake. It does. A grape, like a grape cheesecake. Yeah. Wow, this is really good. It's fucking amazing. I've had, I've had other, I haven't Jesus had this. Lord. How much cheese How good is cheese? that, right? I, I, but I've had other ones, like Absolutely the original. Not beer. It, it's, 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 it's absolutely not a beer. Is it not a beer? Yeah. It's not no, a beer. It's, it's a cheesecake. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is someone melted a cheesecake into some water and said, drink this. And I said, sure, yeah, please. I didn't feel like chewing it today. And it was amazing. This okay. is really good. It's really good. This is not for people. Not for people who want to keep all their toes. <laughs> yeah, no. This is guaranteed <laughs> diabetic shock. You'll definitely earn half a million pounds in <laughs> <laughs> drinking this. The cheesecake. Good Lord. How good is that, right? If I had a can of this, mm. I'd probably have to throw up. I, well, no, I, I, I made him stay down. I bought one four pack and I was like, let me just try that. And I got home and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? I should have bought every one they had. <laughs> yeah. This is the best. <laughs> Never did, I, never did I think I could have my cheesecake in beer form. <laughs> I'm so, I never realized how tired I was of chewing it. <laughs> chewing this softest food there is. It's like the start of an infomercial when they're like, are you tired of chewing your cheesecake? As a person in black when they're like, I hate chewing this. Did you want someone to baby bird it to you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't, wouldn't it be easier if you could just basically mainline cheesecake <laughs> without the medical training? <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, call now for three easy payments. You're fucking liquid cheesecake sent to your house. Mm. <laughs> That's what this is. It's fucking cool. Americans would buy that. Absolutely. Uh, I would buy I'm it right American, now. We already I did. This. <laughs> I didn't know. Speaking of buying this, we should say this beer is brought to us by our by cheesecake our supporters of Patreon who are hoping to see us on the Maury Povich show one day <laughs> 700 pound men fat babies and us <laughs> which one's the baby and which one's the drunk man We're the same and which size one's diaper. half a podcast <laughs> The one drinking a cheesecake. Maybe, I mean, maybe I mean, they're still eating it. You see at the bottom, my drunk baby has a podcast. It's the That'll be our episode, yeah. I just, oh, drunk, I just love the cheesecake, Maury. Because <laughs> oh, if you want to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, where you could uh, support us with you know real cheesecake, cheesecake. purchase money. <laughs> And get early access to episodes. Every dollar buys a child on cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> For just pennies a day, you could keep us flush in cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake beer. You won't have to do it for long because we'll die. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we're going to switch formats and we need, we need your support for insulin. <laughs> <laughs> My blood hurts. 
You get early access to episodes, exclusive content, vote in our monthly book polls, get shouted out, get shit mailed to you. Join we us. We will our send you episodes. vials of our blood pee <laughs> from the cheesecake. <laughs> when our toes start to fall off, we'll 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 send those out too. Limited time offer. <laughs> so if that's your thing. Thank we you. only have so many toes. <laughs> Top Join thirty patrons. <laughs> they do not age well. And if that's not your thing, no worries. You could also help the podcast out by uh, telling your local cheesecake shop about us, <laughs> or, or just telling talk about us at Cheesecake Factory, or just leave a review. That actually helps us a great deal. And not be, don't leave a low review because that's a dick move. Like someone who hasn't had any cheesecake would do. Like they're very cranky. Um, so back to this fucking dumb book. <laughs> so they search. They so they're like, we're going to go over to my twin brother's house. Because he's got the treasure, and everyone is like, but we have to go tonight. We found it by measuring the size of the rooms and realized that there was a secret attic. And inside the secret attic was more treasure. And it was cheesecake. <laughs> the beer. As I said, no. see, Nate and Jimmy both, for the first time, we've recorded a lot today. They're to- this is the first time they're both topping themselves off, like, no, no I need more of that cheesecake. Yeah. I'm a top today, baby. <laughs> Cheesecake bottom is the worst, <laughs> the worst thing to be. And I have to be a bottom. Uh, so, uh, one thing that doesn't in this book that doesn't make sense to me is one thing. Why did it have to be tonight? Like the story is, you have to come visit us tonight. We have to go over to my twins' mansion to find the treasure. Tonight. Why did it have to be tonight? Because Why, this could have happened at any time. Because. There's an old law that after a certain amount of time, it's, it's like the, the land-based version of shipwreck rules. After a certain amount of time, it becomes public domain. They have to find the treasure right away. I made all this up. I have no idea. I think what they actually <laughs> say in the book, though, is that he... The, there is a law Shol- with that kind of thing. Sholto is like, <laughs> my brother is greedy. And I think he's concerned that if they don't act right away, he will become a greedy. Because, because John wants to split the treasure with Mary. And Bartholomew is like, no, nah, fuck that bitch. Yeah, so he's like, we got to get in there now. Get there before he gets the treasure out of the attic because it's, it's heavy. one box the size of a shoebox. Yeah, I don't know how big it is. It, at the end of the book, it's one fucking shoebox. Right. I thought it was like, a tra- in my head, it was like I mean, it was chest. an iron shoebox, but it was still. It's one shoebox. It's okay. It's, 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 it's the weight of four shoeboxes in one. <laughs> in one shoebox. It's not that much. It's not all. It's not like they're, you know. It's a like a singularity shoebox. It's denser than a regular it's, shoebox. It's like a dead star. <laughs> <laughs> the stars, this shoebox is filled with neutrons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Worth so, its weight in gold? <laughs> Neutronium. So uh, then they go over to, so they go over to the guy's house, and then they're like, oh, and it's up in the attic. So they go up to the attic, which has a chemistry workshop. Well, they tank it in, though. What we see is that they go up, and he's like, to the chemistry room, and they go, and then the door won't open. And then Sherlock Holmes looks through the the keyhole and can see the brother and he's dead. He's clearly dead. And just like, oh there. God, that one's ugly too. And he's got like a, like a weird grimace because he just died jerking it. Because there's a lot of talk about guys jerking it in this book. Did you notice that? Because the, no, seriously, the guy, um, the first Sholto guy they meet, he's like, he's got like weird ticks and it's like, he's got a, his face is just constantly jerking around from this way to that way. And this is also still when you could say, I ejaculated, and you meant something different. So it's like, oh, he's jerking all over. I ejaculated. Stop <laughs> jerking. <laughs> like, 
But they're all just, they're all like weird jerky guys. Like he, they have fucking weird facial tics. From all the inbreeding. Totally. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't bring like fresh blood in there. Uh, none of that Indian blood would do. No. And so they have, uh, this guy's all like, he also has like intense chemically driven rigor mortis. <laughs> he got he one got, last high. He got pygmy poisoned. Yeah. Well, you don't find that out right away. It takes but a while. But it takes too long. You, uh, so what happens is they like uh, like break down the door and it's like oh he's dead Jim and they find out that uh, he's dead and, but he has like this <laughs> oh. splinter in his neck and it's like oh and and Sherlock Holmes is like D- be careful with that it's poisoned how do you know it is the o- indubitably it is the only logical possibility it's like oh okay thanks <laughs> but, no, good but job the treasure, Sherlock no the, shit Sherlock yeah. <laughs> But the treasure is gone, and so they um they find out that that clearly what has happened is someone has broken in, killed the brother dude with a poison dart, and uh taken the taken the diamonds, taken the jewels, and one of them had a pig leg, because all <laughs> they find at first is tracks. In the, like, dust, in the coal dust, because, you know, they heated everything with coal back then, so there's a ton of coal dust everywhere, and they just find, clearly, the tracks in the coal dust, one with a peg leg, and one with tiny little feet. And they realize, like, the tiny-footed baby man, or child, put a rope down for the bigger dude with with the peg leg to get him up, and they realize that, oh, this peg leg man, he was probably not a, not a sailor, because there's blood on the rope, so he cut his hands on the rope, because, quote, his hands were far from horny. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is when they begin the process of solving the mystery through a combination of racism and foot fetishism. <laughs> yeah. because he it is a lot him. about feet. He's like, look at that foot. What do you notice? And, and it's just That's a thing. hot baby foot. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is constantly saying that to Watson, like, He's like, gives him, like, what do you notice about this, uh, this croissant? He's like, it looks delicious. He's like, no, it's made with cum. Like, whatever it is. <laughs> This has got baby hot feet, and this other guy's into pegging. But he sees the footprint. He's like, what do you notice about that footprint? He's like, uh, and then Sherlock Holmes is like, let me help you. Let me contaminate this entire scene. I'm going to take my shoe off and my sock off and just plant my foot there. What do you notice now? And he's like, oh, your toes are close together, and those toes are far apart. And he's like, exactly. What does that like make a mutant. <laughs> and then he's like, then Sherlock Holmes goes through a racist, re- like, overview of the brown people's feet and he's like and how you can tell them apart it's not an arab because arabs wear flip-flops that's (laughs) what it was yeah Yeah, like their their big toe separates this is a person who's never known he's never been shod (laughs) (laughs) it's like what there was uh i wrote it down uh well he he does all this he explains all the foot stuff later but he talks about why he knew it had to be a pygmy uh because the Hindu proper has long and thin feet. The sandal-wearing Mohammedan has yeah. the great toe well separated from the others because the thong is commonly passed between. And it's like, ah, this now is sh- where did this dart come from? A savage. <laughs> this is shortly after Watson learns that uh, Sherlock Holmes has published several books. And his books are things like on the 58 types of cigar ash and shit like that. But he's, he, I really... I think it would have been really funny if he mentioned, this is from my most famous selling edition, On the Feet of the Exotic People. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, oh, yeah, serious. With 57 color plates for creepers. 
<laughs> but he knows all about different people's feet from around the world based on their shoes. He's uh, really good at that kind of thing. I did say, I, I just, uh, I know it's old and dated, but the word Mohammedan is hysterical. And they play Hindu with two O's. Well, I mean, that's just funny. How else? You, I mean, Hindu. Do you, do you use three? <laughs> oh, yeah, three. I don't know. Waste three, is, three is proper now. But the uh, the Mohammedan is just hysterical. It's like you call up all right, Christians, I get it. Yeah, like Christ, Christian. Muhammad, okay. Mohammedan, Ju- yeah, why not? Judans. Yeah, I'm actually not really sure where the term Jewish comes from. But uh, Someone who wasn't very Jew. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but Mohammedan is it's it's like modeled on the same pattern as like Buddhist or Christian and like Mohammedan, you know, it's a logical step, and it is fucking so funny. <laughs> it's so dated. So they're at this dead guy's house, and then of course they bring in a different cop who's not Lestrade for Sherlock to shit all over. He's and a fat it, Scottish idiot. The cop does, you know, he does fuck up. Meaning, like, well, let's arrest the the servant because he was here. Ooh, that was his also, one fear. Like, no, they're going to think I killed him because just for the simple reason, I was the last one to see him alive. And I'm brown. Uh, oh, no, no, the no, brother. This is the twin brother. brother. The twin brother. Oh, the twin brother. He's like, I was in the room. Oh, right. No yeah, one yeah. else was here. He also and, arrests the brown servant. Oh, well, I mean, that's just a guess. And also the doorman who recognized them because he remembers that Sherlock Holmes kicked his ass in a fight once. Because there's several moments <laughs> a bo- in this bare knuckle boxing yeah. match. Because <laughs> Sherlock Holmes also does that. Well, he Sherlock fucks. Holmes can do everything. He's several moments Except of not cocaine. No, he just he does <laughs> cocaine better than anybody. But he there's several moments in the book where somebody's like, "Who is that? Fuck off!" And they're like, "It's Sherlock Holmes." Like, "Oh, right this way, sir," <laughs> because he's just the coolest dude ever. And he barely he's the knows. shaft of his day. Shaft, Lock Holmes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I have no what? more jokes. You're looking at me waiting for something. <laughs> I got nothing. So the guy, the cop shows up, arrests <laughs> all the wrong people, and then was like. Oh, yeah, Holmes. He's that kind of guy who does that stuff where he just kind of theorizes and makes shit up. And, <laughs> and it was like, you know what? He's right. That's 100%. I mean, he's, he does end up being right because that's the book. But 100%, he's just like, hmm, I wonder if it's this. It's probably that. I'm going to go along with it and not tell anybody. Well, because when you eliminate the impossible, you are left with no matter how improbable the possible. There's a lot of other possibilities. Oh, a bajillion. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. It's like, listen. Is a, there's a guy here, and there's a wooden print, and a little person. It had to be a peg-legged man who served prison in India, and a pygmy. And he's like, couldn't it be, like, I don't know, a fucking child, a guy with a cane, a guy with a crutch? Like, there could be a lot of different things. Nope. It's pygmy. Nope. Pygmy. Savage pygmy. <laughs> a little black man. I say that way too many times. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Whew. Yeah, you're gonna open the window. It's getting racist up in here. Uh, so, <laughs> so he, uh, you find out. So this, so Sherlock Holmes figures out that it's this like they, cannibal. They use the dog, Toby. Toby. Speaking of racism, <laughs> the dog's name is Toby, and the yeah. dog is like, woof, woof. not no, it's Toby. He's gonna <laughs> smell the pygmy across the city, and they chase the dog around. They end up at the river. He's like, oh, the dog can't smell because past the rivers. room smelt like tar, and they're like the dog knows tar, so that's all he does. It smelt <laughs> like creosote, which is tar, isn't it? It's what yeah. They, yeah, yeah. And so the dog kicks him to the river, and they're like, oh, we can't cross the river. Dogs can't cross moving water. That's they're vampires, they're like vampires. <laughs> and so they ask the lady nearby, is like, hey. Where's your husband with the boat? Because women don't have a person other than to answer questions for their husband. Totally. 
at one point, Sherlock Holmes, because oh, Watson this whole time is like coming over Mary, like, I'm just going to take her home and make sure she's okay. No, they, they held hands in the, in the carriage. That's fourth base. So literally, oh, we're in love now. <laughs> it's basically yeah. anal today. And, and, and Holmes They're says so to her, like... They're so repressed in, in Victorian England that, oh, we held hands in the cab ride over, so now we're in love. And now he has to change forever. his pants. <laughs> um, and Holmes is like, don't tell her much. Women can't be trusted. <laughs> Yeah, she's barely in the story. This was it's her, her mystery. Case. And then they like, stay here. Don't worry your pretty little head. Let's check out these doilies. And they just leave. And so they go to the boathouse. It's like, where, woman, where is your husband? It's like, he took a boat out with some people. Like, it was like, oh, okay. And it's like, let's find that guy's boat. And so they spend a while. But they for the trick guy's her boat. a lot. Sherlock Holmes tricks her a lot. And he's like, don't you understand, Watson? These poor idiots. <laughs> you could trick them. I was like, you can't ask them any direct questions because then they'll ask you for money. So you have to yeah, ask so you have indirect to, like, questions. You have to just let them ramble, and eventually you'll get information. The soft-brained people of the pause. <laughs> and then he hires his army of gypsy children to find the, the boat. Barefoot, homeless children. And he gives them Here's a pence. Here's a few nickels. Meh. He gives them a pence to like go do his bidding. And These are for, homeless children. Like, holy shit. This is for his amusement. It's not, he doesn't even need them. He doesn't need the money, though. Like He's just like, I need, I'm bored. This is better than, I'll take a break from cocaine today and throw pennies at orphans. <laughs> and he also dresses like if an old man to pretend that he's an old man of the sea. Just to trick everybody. Look at no this. Purpose. I've got costumes. Give me that cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then they find the boat because it's there, of course. It's in a dock. And, like, and they say, talk to another poor is like, oh, where's the people grinding the boat? It's like, oh, they'll be back later. It's like, okay, we'll come back later. But first, let's get a cop boat. To chase them. This one burns a lot of coal. <laughs> yeah, then they have like a really high stakes, low speed chase where they're like shoveling coal as hard as they can. While a donkey <laughs> trots along the riverbed faster. <laughs> Pretty shitty boat. So there's a really long boat race. And then, which is apparently at high speed, you know, 12 miles an hour. <laughs> and then Shoveling they, that coal. And then eventually Holmes and Watson and the police boat catch up with the wooden-legged man. And the evil pygmy. <laughs> the but, little brown man from the Andaman Islands, who they call Black. Yeah. And he doesn't, what, doesn't know up, what shoes are. But they end up shooting him. And well, because, his body just falls in the because river. Because Sherlock Holmes is like, listen, if he raises his hand, you fucking shoot that little brown fucker. <laughs> because he's got a blow dart. Poison blow with, darts. Yeah. He's like a Bond villain. Like a Bond goon. You know, oh, like, yeah. not like the main villain, but like the, he's like Odd Job. And he's... He's <laughs> tiny. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the... Well, maybe the original Odd Job is this guy. The, I wrote down this whole paragraph with his graphic. Occasional it gig. Is, it is over the top. Oh, it's it really was, good. Uh, the huddled bundle upon the deck straightened itself into a little black man, the smallest I've ever seen, with a great misshapen head and a shock of tangled, disheveled hair. And it's like, oh, this savage, distorted creature. Uh, yeah. His big, thip, thick lips and his teeth with grinned and, grinned and chattered at us with half-animal fury. And that's just part of it. And that's how they described the... Kings of India. <laughs> it was yeah. wildly racist. So, and then they shoot him. So they, and then he falls overboard. And He's on a cop boat. Yeah. And mow him down. And every cop was like, oh, doesn't even, we don't have to do paperwork for that. Just walk <laughs> don't even worry about that one. And then they, catch, they finally they catch up with the boat and they arrest 
What's his name? Small. The pe- John, John, John Small. He tries to run away, but he gets his peg leg stuck in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instantly takes two steps. So they find him, and then they find the like the the iron like jewelry box, but it's empty because he was like, I threw it all overboard because I would rather lose it all and and then let you guys have it. I'd rather nobody has it than I would have it. And all of my three compatriots, the four of us, we would all do that. And it was like, oh, what? And just Sign like before, and just like in the first Sherlock Holmes, Scarlet, which is was studying Scarlet, the last quarter is like, like the, the mystery is third so, of the, the last. It's like the mystery is solved. But now tell us what your whole like story about why you did it. And it's it, like okay, but at and least it's the last in, third in Scarlet, it was the middle. <laughs> Was the crazy story. No, it was the end. It was pretty much the end. It's like halfway through, all of a sudden, you start getting all this backstory about... The Utah, about Utah? Yeah, Utah and like the great desert of America <laughs> and fucking all that shit. And the Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is... It's pretty wild. Still, it needs a lot to be cleared up, like everyday fog. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Nate, you, you brought this. It. What is this? Uh, uh, this is beer, I think. <laughs> All signs point to beer. It doesn't look like a cheesecake. Boom. No. No strike one. <laughs> no cheesecake in this one. This is uh, Everyday Fog Enigma. Double dry hopped IPA. From Abomination Brewing. From Abomination Brewing. And it is 7.1% alcohol. IPA with Enigma. The type of hop. No, oh, excuse me. It's the Riddler in hop form. It keeps you guessing. It's pretty hot. It is quite hoppy. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's no yep. cheesecake. It's nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going to beat that other one, but it's still <laughs> nice. Cheesecake but they beer. can't, you know, they can't all be cheesecake. Uh, if, it, if they were, uh, well, the world would be a brutal place. <laughs> Say that to the South, gentlemen. <laughs> Everything can be cheesecake. <laughs> but yeah, this whole uh, book was a bit of an enigma. Anyway, we're not done yet. We're actually, even though Sherlock Holmes has caught the perpetrator, now there's still a third of it left because now it's like, why don't you just tell us everything? Tell us the whole story about why you were stealing the jewel. And he's like, oh, okay, fine. I'll tell and you so he because does. I'm an honorable stooge and I'm a schmuck and I don't know how to read and I fucking hate you, but I got nothing but time now. So here's my tale. That's basically what he says. Yeah. And, and like Studying Scarlet, so, so the detective novel was very new. I mean, Conan Doyle is practically inventing it, like, at this time. I think but there's a reason why. I credit with inventing it, but yeah. But I mean, but, but just like, you can tell that it's a very new thing, because you would not write it this way today. No. You would instead have the detective, whoever it is, <laughs> and not have racist discover, characters. oh, we not, not be that racist, hopefully, <laughs> but also <laughs> discover all of these details and then they that's how you figure out who did it at the end instead of you catch the guy and now here's 40 pages about why he did it or if it was just like when i was in india i found some gold with some guys and then these guys stole it yeah it would have been that's really, it instead he that's goes, all you need he goes through the entire sepoy mutiny <laughs> to fucking explain it like, I don't need all these details. It doesn't matter. The story is over. So I, I had to thought about that. Do you remember the introduction? Uh, I don't know if your version had this same introduction or if you would have read I it. I didn't have an introduction. But Arthur Conan Doyle had a dinner with Oscar Wilde 
and like a, a magazine publisher was like, I want you guys to write books for me. Right? And do you remember what Oscar Wilde said or what he complimented Sir Arthur Conan Doyle on? Because Sherlock Holmes was new. I do not remember. He that. was like, you're whatever book that we have never heard of, that no one gives a fuck about, that could be a good Christmas punishment book, um, was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's like rom- uh, medieval historical romance novel. Mm, he was like, I'll kill myself, Michael. Oh, all right. <laughs> but uh, Oscar Wilde was like, that was a great book. That's what Arthur Conan Doyle came from. He was writing these like historical fan- you know, fantastic bullshit books. So he's like, all right, let me just update it. I'll just have one fucking brown people. <laughs> and so he puts so much history into them. He did it in Scar- Study in Scarlet with his warped view of the Mormons. And then he does it here with his incredible view of the brown people of india yeah <laughs> the subcontinent uh, the of the subhumans as he probably would have finished it oh yeah because they are oof no 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 you're not my friend <laughs> <laughs> so you now you get this whole backstory where small is gets like which is, he's named after army. his shoe bill because he only has to buy one <laughs> get gets uh, <laughs> like goes to the army and gets sent to india as a kid and then he happens to be just, and then, you know, he's like He 19. has a foot accident. No, he gets, he gets bitten by a crocodile. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was swimming, luckily he got rescued, but the crocodile did bite his foot off. So that's why he has a pig leg. But he can't be in the army anymore. So he was like, well, now I'm just in the army. Uh, now I'm just like totally unemployed and in India. Like, what am I going to do with myself? And then... He the works on Indian a plantation. Rebellion happens. He gets a job on a plantation as a fucking Slave overseer. Driver. Yeah, and he's whipping the. He is like, I had to report the lazy ones. It's like, yeah, you talked a them. lot about how hard it was to be a you no, know, not among the many white people in this savage land. And it was <laughs> it was very lonely for him. He also only had one leg. Yeah, he's, he, he's a sympathetic character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> and then the. Uh, Sepoy Rebellion happens, also known as the Indian Mutiny, where... It's 1857? Uh, yeah, uh, 57. And you don't find out... It, it, in the book, I mean, just assumed everybody knew like about it, because it only happened... It was happened a big fucking deal in, 20 in, in years England. Before, it only it was only 20 years before that, so everybody knew about it, but he didn't explain. But basically, you know, England, they wanted to run India, but you can't, like, run a country of, like, 200 million people with only 10,000 soldiers. So what they did is, you know, they would have British officers go to India, but then most of their regular troops would be Indians. Just they would, like, hire Indian men to be in the army. This was the British East India Company. This was not the regular British army, but it paid better than the British army and at its height was twice the size of the British army. But... A lot of those were probably the Indians because they, well, that's probably who it was. But anyway, so in 1857, they rebelled. They first started in one area and then it spread to like the whole country. And they're like, no, we want to no know England. We want to kick you out. And it almost worked. But basically it was a war that went on for a whole, for at least a year, maybe two. And with all of these battles between British troops or at least some Sepoys, which are the name for the Indian, the soldiers working for the British East India Company, but they're Indian. Um, and this whole bat, all these battles going back and forth. I I don't know how many people died, but I'm sure it's it was outrageous. a lot. So uh, I looked and it also up. whenever there's a war, 
millions die just because of starvation because people aren't farming, aren't, you know, making food anymore. So the numbers that I was able to find from Wikipedia are <laughs> about 6,000 British died, which is a substantial loss. But if you count all the people who died of like disease and famine, close to a million Indians died, which was a drop in the bucket as far as the British were concerned. But fucking care, devastating, like, yeah. horrendous it was, it was bad. demographic. But the British were able to take control, retake control, and run the country. But also, this is not, after this, this is when sort of like the British government itself started like, now we're just going to run the country because we're not going to just let the India Company Corporation run the country because clearly you guys don't know what you're doing. It's not working out. Yeah, it really isn't. So then that is when India became like really British. Anyway, so the guy, small, he's there. And he, like, fights in the Indian Rebellion, and he, he wins. But he gets sent to he, No, he prison. gets caught by... He's about to get murdered. <laughs> he, like, finds the guy he worked for, has been murdered, and the guy's wife has been murdered, and the whole, like, plantation's on fire. And then two other guys who have, you know, really generic Indian names. Their names are, like, Singh and Akbar. It's like a, it's, it's two Sikhs. And uh, Stephen Fry nails the voice, man. It's really, Ooh, it's really not cool. Nice. <laughs> He's like, "Come, my friend, listen to me." And it's like the did you see the the Bad Blood thing, the 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 drama version, drama mentary of uh, Bad Blood with uh, Elizabeth oh, Holmes no. thing? But I can't, the guy who does the guy who was on like, like Lost, oh, Navi Andrews is Sonny. Balwani. Okay, and he's like, "Come here, my brother." He does like that that kind of Indian accent thing. Stephen Fry does that hard. Hey, come, my friend. Give me your farm. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, man. It would be better if you just did no voices at that point. Just like retire for the middle of the story. <laughs> so the guys are like, we have an option. We have an opportunity for you. We won't kill you if you do what we say. He's like, oh, yeah, I won't do what you say. If you should tell me what it is. Like, we're going to give you treasure. And he's like, fuck yeah, man. And can uh, I buy a foot? No, not yet. But <laughs> but you can kick some your some people in the arse or whatever. So then they have a plan because there's like a fucking rich merchant guy that is traveling with you know all the of the prized jewels. jewels of India <laughs> and like we are going to kill him well he's he's a local king or a local prince. Like a, a Raja yeah. and they're going to take all his shit and kill him and he's like yeah, I'm fucking in great give, plan he's like I don't give a fuck about brown people well, they um, tell him, if you don't, if you say no, we're going to kill you. So they, yeah, they try, yeah, yeah. which is, of course, utterly ridiculous. Why do they know? need him at all? Yeah. Why would they, why did they really need him? Also, it's like, you know, you get tons of spam phone calls and you just got to remember, no one is ever going to cold call you offering you money. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the same, this is the 1857 version of that. So nobody's going to come up to you and say, hey. My funds are locked in an account. I need someone to give me some money to yes. get them out. We need your you, help, but, you but know, you'll get a ton of money if you do. That was a thing, even at this time. The Spanish the prisoner. The Spanish con? prisoner, yeah. It was like the Prince of Nigeria thing. Which someone were like, Lenny Willard, I am a prisoner in a Spanish, pr- I'm in, you know, in a Spanish prison. I am, you know, the nephew of the Viscount of who gives a fuck. Please send me this so I can secure my release and then I will repay you. And it's, it's the exact same con. But this guy, I also feel like he's, you know, not to analyze too much of a stupid, really stupid book, but he is caught and he's like, why did I do this terrible thing? We murdered a man. We murdered and robbed a man. But he feels bad. I didn't about the have a choice. No. 
He says like, "Oh, the pygmy did it. I didn't want to kill that dude. That was well, totally that was, his that job." Well, that was Sholto, but yeah. the guy that they kill and rob initially, they oh, were like, that guy too. he was a mean feudal lord. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> and then they find him and his giant seeker, whatever they call them, his his giant brown bodyguard. And and the other guy who they describe as basically the dude from the beginning of Aladdin who like opens up his his like robe is like, "I have a lamp. I have <laughs> <laughs> like the merchant." Yeah. And so they, they eventually So anyway, he and him. his three compatriots, they get put in prison. And they were like all gonna get so he was gonna get uh executed, but then it got um commuted to just the life in prison. <laughs> well, but anyway and and so they're there in this prison in India in what's it called? What is the area? The Andaman Islands. The Andaman Islands, yeah, there That's where they go to jail. Yeah, so they're in the Andaman Islands, who and their guards are Captain Marsden, or Major Marsden, and... Sholto. Sholto, the, the father. Who's a degenerate gambler and has lost all his money. So after they're, they're... So these dudes have been in prison for 20 years. No, 10 years. 20 years. They've been there for time. years. <laughs> and then they know these two guards are like... They're just, you know, like rich British dudes who don't have any money but want to have more money. And so they're like, hey, if you let us out, we will tell you where our treasure is, and then we can all split it. You'll make 100,000 pounds. Which is at like least, the which, value of the earth at that time. Yeah, this was, this was an insane amount of money, like, uh, like millions and millions of dollars today. Uh, and so they're like, yes, okay, fine. And so they tell him, tell uh, Captain, no, Marsden. They tell Marsden, no, Sholto. They tell one of them, uh, hey, they tell him, okay, here's where the treasure is buried. And so, but instead, so once you go get it, you're going to let us out and we're all going to go to England and be rich fucks. But Captain Marston or whatever his name is. Sholto. Sholto just takes the jewels and runs away. Goes, (laughs) like literally skips town, goes right back to England with all the money. But that's when he gets back to England and tells his daughter, hey, no, no, I'm confusing the two. Sorry. That's when he, anyway, he gets back there. I'm he tells, he tells. On his deathbed, he tells. He, hide, he hides the, the stuff and then he is hidden for a while. And then uh, Marston, you know, dies of a heart attack slash head wound slash being pushed. And then a few years later, as he's going to die, he's like, I know where the treasure, I've hidden this treasure. And I'm going to tell you where it is. And right then, uh, Smalls, who has gotten out of jail, shows up in his window, is like, where's my treasure at? And he's like, oh, fuck! And he has a heart attack, and he dies, too, before he can tell you where the treasure is. And the guy's like, oh, man, I hope they find that treasure. And then the kids find it, and then everything else happens. And it's stupid. We didn't talk about how the, uh, the savage manservant, the odd job, is named Tonga. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A little, little Tonga. He's named for, like, a different island. Who gives a fuck? Close enough. Whatever. He's not... He ain't white. Not close enough for that, as they would have said in the British Times. So, <laughs> uh... And so they've solved the mystery, but the, the but the money is gone. Like, the, the diamond... They said how much... It was like a hundred diamonds, one of which is the second biggest diamond ever found. And then all of these rubies and sapphire and all this stuff. And it's like, well, it's all gone because all literally at the bottom of the... Bottom of the Thames. Which... That's not gone. Just pay some of those, like, you know, homeless children to swim down and find <laughs> it, you know? You lose a few, but there's more. Yeah. 
There's plenty of homeless free. children. Pay them a shilling every time they bring you a giant diamond. You know, <laughs> it's not actually gone. So anyway, and so uh, uh, Holmes and Watson they go to Mary, and then like, well, Mary, looks like you're not rich. We found out what happened, but their money is gone. But that means we can be together. Well, there's a part earlier where he's like, I was so disappointed that now I couldn't fuck her because she'd be too good for me. She would never marry some gimp-footed old doctor. Who has a fucking, you know, like looking looking on it with modern eyes, he has his male roommate. Yeah. <laughs> his confirmed bachelor pad. Oh, me and we go down to the farmer's markets on Saturdays. Why would she ever marry me? But then it, it says, you know, he, he finally tells her, it's like, uh, she's like, she, um, he tells her like, you're not going to be rich. And she's like, that's cool. He's like, thank God. Yeah. I ejaculated from my very heart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the opposite of a heart attack. And so then they're like, cool. And then they go home. That's and Watson is. is like, hey, I'm getting married. And, Co- and Sherlock Holmes is like, well, at least I've got cocaine. The end of the book. The end, yeah. I, I was listening. I listened Boogie to Nights. It, and it's like, at least I've got the cocaine. I was like, all right, what's the next chapter? Oh, wow. I just said, okay. Cool. Crank up, yeah. crank up those Steely Dan records. <laughs> I'm going to fuck town, Watson. Yep. Kid Charlemagne, look out. Um. I love that uh I love that Sherlock Holmes is a fucking just degenerate. He's just a fucking drug addict asshole. Oh, he's a he is I'm surprised I'm sure I'm sure there is actually some sort of like disability studies paper on how Sherlock Holmes has some sort of, you know, like some sort of thing where you can't be polite to people. <laughs> I think in the in the Benedict Cumberbatch one, he's autistic. He is um oh, he says it in one episode. Uh sociopath? No, someone calls him a sociopath, and he's like, no, I'm a fucking this. I think he's basically something on the autism spectrum. Oh, clearly. Um, In this one, he's just a, he's just a dick. Yeah. I know, dude, I know, the, I know the line I know he the says line afterwards about, yeah. is, do your research, is what he says. I'm not a psychopath. I'm a high-functioning sociopath, is what he says. Yeah, okay. That's what it was. There you You're go. right. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so... I think I'd read a bunch of um, Sherlock Holmes stuff before, but I don't think I'd ever read this. And, and I think there's a reason why. Having done it, <laughs> no, this was really stupid. You know what? I was almost with it. I was not with it, but almost with it until they got to the point where it's like, now I've told my whole backstory. It's like I don't want to do this. None of this. Because he couldn't just matters. start like we had this treasure, and they double cross. Like, no, you have to start with. That's all you needed. I don't care how you got the treasure. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nope. That's that's a dated thing. And the whole story about, you know, the, the hidden jewels in India and in prison is so... I mean, I guess it was the 1880s, so it wasn't quite as ridiculous. But it was still must it have was been a pretty ridiculous, ridiculous but, even then. But also the India sto- is exotic. The, but also the real story wasn't affected by it at all. No. You could just say, I've got some money I stole. In he could have stolen from a Scotsman. It would not have been. He could have even still stolen it from India. It's like, I got it when I was in India. I mean, my friend stole it from these guys, and then these tried to bury it in the country, and these guys double-crossed us. I'm trying to get it back. He's like, that's all I needed. I think... I don't uh, need to know where you were born. I don't care about you. I think there's a reason why Sherlock Holmes' stories are largely short stories. Like, I think the short stories are generally shorter, yeah. pretty good. Conan Doyle wrote four novels and like 50 short stories. 
I think he realized like a lot of it was padding. He didn't need it. Yeah. Because you could get all the clever Sherlock Holmes is so smart shit and leave out all of the stuff of the guy explaining white splaining the history of India. <laughs> didn't need it. That's what this podcast is for. And then <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Yeah, that's my job. <laughs> I think there's a reason why he, he pumped out a bunch of novels, and then it was like, no more novels, short stories. Yeah. He also the, the short stories are good. I've read them, and they are good. I, I, They're enjoyable. I remember the short stories much better than I remember the novels. Now we've done three of these. And they've all been stupid. I still remember the fucking Speckled Band better than any of them. Oh, yeah. Or the Red-Haired League. Because no, no, no one cares where the guy the who bred League, the yeah. snakes yeah. was born. Yeah. Well, how come he liked snakes? Well, I was at the circus when I was 12, and I saw a snake. <laughs> And it was Why wasn't it my Jimmy dad's Stewart. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, this is wild. <laughs> Look at all these long reptiles with no legs. Oh, this is a, a, what a wild sensation! It crawls <laughs> on your face like a headband, but speckled. No, I, I think um, I think either show, either Conan Doyle consciously registered it or just. The market is like you don't need to, you don't need all this. Well, just get to the clever. Just get to the job. clever stuff. Get well, to- he also had a job as a doctor. He this wasn't like writing wasn't his main profession. It, later in his life, his major profession was finding fairies, as he became a crazy person. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And I don't mean the dated sense. <laughs> I mean he was literally. Like, he was the one leading. The where are the those, fairies uh, of England? Those uh, pictures that those girls faked. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, God, he wrote a whole book on it. These you know, are the best for, for Back then, those are pretty good, pretty good fake pictures. Pretty they, didn't good ha- they didn't have Adobe yeah. Photoshop yet. They just they, nailed they, it. They just had MS Paint. Yeah, just <laughs> really, with, their skills with paint were incredible, honestly. <laughs> so who should read this book? No one should read this book. Yeah, you can skip this one. I mean, just it's famous because it, it, it really, this, um, according to the introduction chapter, this is the thing that made Sherlock Holmes from kind of famous to really famous. And instead of just being one story once, this was like, oh, it can be a whole series. It can be a whole thing. And so this is important in the history of Sherlock Holmes, but it is not good. No. It's really not... It's really it's really dumb. I, I, I wasn't would, even uh, impressed with Sherlock's, you know, oh, well, indubitably, by the power of deduction, did I figure out, like, oh, really? You just made all that shit up. Just up, now. You mean all that stuff about the different kinds of feet weren't true? In cigar ash? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and the army of homeless children? I mean, there were many homeless children. the army of homeless children almost every time, though. The uh, Baker Street Irregulars? You know, but the here thing, that, that because, the, the thing is, the, the Baker Street Irregulars, the little homeless children, could solve almost any problem. It's almost like having a time turner. It's like... You could just have part of the plot be, oh, this small child was huddled in the doorway across the street and saw the whole thing. Yeah. You could do that with any story. It's like, I have a plot hole I don't know how to solve. MacGuffin. I don't know how to solve. I know. Children. I'm just looking up the uh, book. Like, we've done three of the four Sherlock Holmes novels. There's only one left. What's the other one? I never heard of it. The Valley of Fear. That's oh, you know what? That's why we call your mother's vagina. Um, <laughs> the Valley of Fear. Oh, you've heard of that? Uh, yeah, I remember. I left there. I never looked back. Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> the last novel, but it's written like fifteen years after the, the previous one. So you know it's good. 
But the short stories, there's 56 short stories. And they, you know, those go on forever, man. You just get pumping those shits out. Some of those are still, um, like, I think they're not public domain yet. Like, like the last batch might be close. He only died in 1931 or something like that, 1930. Mm-hmm. So the last couple of books, his fucking heirs are milking out, suing everybody. They're like trying to pull, like, a British Disney. Like, Fuck you. We want to get paid and do nothing. Which is the British way for the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we should do the fourth book at some point. I guess. Or not. Yeah. Or, or not. not. Yeah. Or not yeah. works too. Mm-hmm. The original three. The short stories, the though, some of them are really great. Short stories are good, yeah. But I don't think anybody should, anybody needs to read this. If you're a Sherlock Holmes fan, you'll read this and you'll be able to. Honestly, the racism shit didn't bother me. I didn't care. I'm like, I, I expect I, I thought it was, any book from that. I thought it was stupid, but it didn't need to be there. It didn't need to be there at all. It, it just, it didn't, it, it just added, add it added like a flair of the exotic to this otherwise not very interesting plot. It's like, oh, I have a treasure. And he's like, how do I make it different? It's an Indian treasure. All right, how do I know it's Indian? With their wide feet. <laughs> they have pygmies. I'm like, all right, that's Africa, dude. Whatever. Little brown men, black men, who cares? I'm not going to be consistent. And, well, he called them all black. Yeah, that's true. That's black was New for Z- everybody. Isn't that the New Zealand football team? Is this team? It's, uh, it's not football. It's rugby. Right, okay. Like yeah. The New Zealand all blacks or something yeah. like that? Nice. I know sports. The important ones. <laughs> I don't think anyone needs to read this, but if you like Sherlock Holmes, you probably already fucking read it years ago. And if you liked Sherlock Holmes and haven't read this, flip a coin. Uh, why don't you tell us what you thought? Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this long, why not follow us? At, uh, no, support us over at Patreon. You can follow us there too, but the money is better. Uh, Patreon.com <laughs> slash drunkguysbookclub and uh, help out the podcast. And you can also join us on Goodreads, where we are. <laughs> and you can give us a review on other things, where you are, where we are also. But give us five stars. One for every sign, plus one. <laughs> <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.